All right, so welcome. This is OCR Unedited. I'm Dave Claxton, and I'm here with my counterpart, Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos Obando. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. That's all right. All right, Juan, uh, why don't you tell everybody why we're here? Okay, so the idea came about, you know, um, having an OCR uh, podcast or live broadcast of you know, with Canadian content, uh, informing, you know, bringing awareness to the OCR community here in Canada, informing them of all races of all types, whether it be not just OCR, but also ninja, um, ninja type of um, races or events, let's say. Yeah, so, all obstacle sports. Yeah, there you go. All obstacle sports. So I thought we don't have much of that here in Canada, right? Because we're always listening to podcasts or these live Instagram um, events coming up down from down south in the U.S. So I thought, why don't we have something here? And so here we are. Yeah, absolutely, man. We we are a, a giant market of untapped potential. Uh, but for some reason, we don't have that huge community that they have some other places. And that's always been a bit of a disappointment for me, too. That's why when you mention this to me, I'm all on board because I think we really need to grow this Ontario community, especially in Ontario. Across Canada, but especially in Ontario. BC has a really good community. Quebec has a really good community. We are really running behind here. We need to pick it up. But we, stood, we still do have a large audience here in Canada. Oh yeah, be here in Ontario. Sorry, here in Ontario. So it's just a matter of if we can bring it this out to the masses, I think we'll be successful, and I think people will love it. People will like it a lot. So, yeah, and I think like right now, obviously times are a bit tough, and this might be a tough time to jump into something like this. But luckily, we have something to go through today because last weekend we had the Ultravires twelve-hour virtual run put on by Obstacle Racing Media, Matthew Davis down south and uh, we both took part with very different agendas um yes. uh i was much more lackadaisical and just out for pleasure cruise whereas juan was in full attack mode so i'm curious juan why don't you give me your your rundown of how you thought the whole thing went first first let's let's just hear how it went personally for you and then you're we'll, we'll talk about what you thought of the event overall okay so the event was great it was it was just great it was great for the ocr community whether you're an obstacle racer, a trail runner, or a road runner. It was just great to bring all these athletes together to do this. You know, Matt, my understanding and from talking to him, he didn't think it was gonna be this big, right? No, I don't think so. Just 100, you know, maybe 200 people would show up and will register, participate, you know, run it. But it turns out that it was over 400 participants that, that joined in ran the ultravirus 12-hour race which was great and it's great also for me as an athlete as a runner to see this this uh this community come together for a good cause and all of us you know 400 runners throughout the world running you know doing loops coming back home entering their time and then heading back out so that to me was just phenomenal so when you started out the morning, right? So we started at eight o'clock in the morning. You, you, this is the first kind of virtual event I believe you've ever done, right? You've never done anything like this. Before. First time. I've never done anything like this and I've never trained for something like this. I mean, I've ran long distances, but I've never trained for something like of this magnitude. 
Okay. So when you went in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, we clicked on, everybody goes in the Zoom feed. There's 400 people on there. It's a little bit chaotic. It's a bit crazy, but they did an all right job getting us squared away. Um, what was your goals? What was, what, what were you thinking going in? What was the, what was the mindset? Where were you headed? Well, I was feeling, well, my mindset was positive. I was good. It, uh, but I, I did have a worry because like I said before, I've never done this before. So it was, it was like, how long can I carry this running on road because of the concrete and, and the stress that you would put on your feet, on your ankles and on your knees and lower back when you're running on, con on, on road. So I was wondering, okay, how am I going to do this? So I did set a goal, which was nine kilometers. I mean, nine laps, which would be eight kilometers, which is five miles. Yeah. Now, after a while, that takes a toll on your body. So I set a goal. I, I, know I told the wife, I'm just going to do nine laps and that's it. On the day of, nice. I Matt, <laughs> on the day of, I spoke to Matt B uh, on Zoom live and I told him, you know what? I'm going to do 11. I'm going to do 11. That's my goal. So that was my mindset uh, before 8 a.m. And that's what I went out with. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I think I, when I hit my third, fourth lap, I knew that, one, I had to slow down. Two, okay, my knees are starting to hurt. Mm -hmm. So I had to slow down. And thank God that the wife was helping me with, uh, you know, doing not only entering the information every time you come in and enter your time, but helping me with the nutrition and the support. So... Big time. Like, I, and I, I obviously was taking a much more lackadaisical approach to it. So I was keeping close tabs on your times along with a bunch of other people. And um, I was like, he's hauling, he's moving. So when I saw, what was it? I think it might've been with you was around lap. It might've been eight or nine, I'm sorry, nine or 10, I think it was. And you really, you, you had, you had a slow down lap bigly. I think, I think maybe you had some, uh, a pace you had your wife pace you as you went along. Yeah. And I was also feeling a lot of pain in my knee on my, on my left knee. I was feeling a lot of pain, so I couldn't run between 30 to 35 minutes per, per loop. I couldn't yeah. do it anymore. So I knew that if I was going to run fast again, I had to slow down, maybe even walk, which I did a few times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I had to because running on concrete, like I said, it, it, it's just, one, I've never trained for something like this, and two, it started to catch up with, with, uh, catch up with me. So... I needed to slow down if I'm going to survive this virtual. Yeah. And when you get into these ultra things, man, people walk, it happens. It just, the longer the race, the more you're going to see stuff like that. But, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of the participants were saying that it wasn't, you know, I, I thank I'm thankful for the wife, you know, mm -hmm. she helped me so much, but it was the actual runners. The top, I was in the top 10, top 25, let's say all those guys they're just amazing. I mean, everybody's amazing that participated. Don't get me wrong. But having those top tier runners up there and then seeing their, seeing their times. Because at one point, I was behind Trevor Sikos. Sikos. Trevor Sikos. Sikos. So I was, I was under him. I was in the, the position under him. And Victor Quesada, who is known as the Iron Horse, I believe. Yeah, Those are both like 100-mile guys. Well, when I saw that, when I saw that I was behind them, 
I'm like, wait, I can do this. I just need to slow down. I just need to really lower, slow my pace and I can actually stay with these guys. And so I did, I did that. I mean, eventually they took off on me, but. Hey man, those are top notch guys. There's nothing wrong with those guys running away from you. That's. When I got to, when it was about what, 6 PM, I came in and I just finished my 10th lap. I needed to relax, but I know that if I'm going to, if I'm going to get this done, I needed to go back out because I had, I I took some time to relax my knee Mm -hmm. on my last lap. I don't know if you noticed, but I did that lap in 38 minutes. I did. I I was surprised that it was that fast. I was crying with (laughs) tears were coming down with every step with every step all the way home. And when I got home, it was what quarter to eight. So I came in, we entered my time and that was it for me. I couldn't believe I did 11 laps, which is 88 kilometers mm-hmm. in 12 hours. In 12 hours. I couldn't believe that. That's what, two marathons? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost exactly two marathons. It's just a little above. Now, yeah. I've done a couple of, of longer events, a couple of 24 hours events. So I know from my experience, what was your mind like when you came in? Because you know, I spoke to you a little bit online and I saw you when you checked in. Seemed like you might have been a little out there. <laughs> I was. I was out. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I guess the difference between this and what we're used to running obstacles, we, we run with obstacles every so many kilometers or whatever distance, you know, this was a lot different. This was a continuous run. When I got to my fourth and fifth, my mentality started to change. Um, it wasn't always positive. It was, you know, it was like, I don't think I can do this. I, 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 I'm not built for this. So all the negative things that you can think of. At that dark place, man. You go to that dark place. Exactly. But, it, but at the same time, when I got home, when I would come home to my pit stop, I would have the wife, you know, giving me the support, giving me the, the nutrition, you know, telling me that everything's going to be fine. Just slow your pace and you'll be just fine. And so having that type of support really helped me out and balance things out and then ground me. And then knowing that I don't have to rush out every time I went out, I can just take it easy. And it worked. It really worked because there was point, there was, there were times where I was going to quit. Oh yeah. Because in my head is like, this is a virtual run. Who cares? But it's, for me, it's, I'm a very competitive person. <laughs> I dedicate myself to something, I have to see it through. Yeah. I don't care if I have to crawl, tears and blood coming out. Who cares? I have to finish it. And so that was the mentality. That's what really helped me cross that line and finish. And at the end of it all, that community coming together and then having the obstacle racing media with Matt Davis live, you know, congratulating everybody that came in, you know, and throughout the day, the 12 hours, him and his team, you know, uh, giving everybody a high five. Yeah. Uh, uh, giving them support and bringing in some laughter and then just getting everybody's morale up and then, you know, letting them know, you know, um, it's, you know, if you want to finish, it's okay. But at the same time, pick up people's morale and get them back out there. And they did a great job with that. They, they did on that part. Yeah. I mean, 
and I, I'll have, I have critiques. I always have critiques because that's just who I am. I like to pick stuff apart like that. Um, but yeah, they definitely, especially uh, really would throw out compliments to Ryan Flick and J.D. Allen. Um, they were the two guys a lot of times that were welcoming everybody in and cheering on. They were, they were both volunteering their time for the entire 12 hours. They, they were top-notch. They were on their game. Fantastic. They were great. They were great. I don't think I don't think that event could have been pulled off without those two guys. They were unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They were because I know that Matt Davis did go out and do some laps, but yeah, yeah. If if we were to pick two people that really stand that stood out and were there for everybody in the twelve hours, it would be them too. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, very good guys. I don't think I've ever met JD Allen, but I've actually spoke with Ryan Flick, and super good guy. Yeah. Um, that's right. They, they did really good. So when you finally finished, you finally got done, you checked in at the end. How was the crash? How'd you feel? Oh, yeah, buddy. I, when I came in, I just laid on the floor. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've seen pictures. I, I, I yeah. don't know if I've sent you some pictures, but um, I was going to post them. But then I thought, you know what? I'm, <laughs> this, is a t- this is one type of weakness I don't want to show people. <laughs> but I, I I crashed. I was on the floor for for a bit. You know, I it was just I was tired. I was just drained. I, my knees were shot. My hips. My back. You know, but the one you know, I I, I was happy that I finished. That I've come. Oh, yeah. That I did something that I never want. I never thought I'd do. Not in a million years. If you were to ask me last year, hey, listen, would you ever do a 12-hour race? I would have told you no. Why? Yeah. But, but I think, yeah, you probably find now in your head that uh, sense of accomplishment is, you know, that you had two days to recover. This yeah. accomplishment's got to sit in there and set in there. And Holy crap, you know, I actually pulled this off. You know? Yeah. And it's something I, 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 I've had it in my bucket list. I just never thought that I, will, that I would take that step forward and do it. And so I did it. Now I can actually check that box off because if I ever wanted to do another race like this, which we will be doing, um, Mm -hmm. one, I know what it entails, what it's going to take from me, out of me, and what I need to prepare for when it comes to my body and preparing for something like that. Because I learned so much. I learned what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are. And we had this conversation. So... I learned so much. So yeah. if I was to do this again, I already got a list of things that I need to work on. And how's your nutrition? Did your nutrition hold up right? Yeah, it actually did. I bought a lot of stuff. I bought stuff like <laughs> Pedialyte. With my electrolytes every so many hours that I would drink this. Another thing that I saw people that did this type of race of this magnitude, if not 24 hours, Mm-hmm. This type of stuff here. Get that salt. Mr. Noodles was my best friend. Yeah. And then these these type of gels that uh, these baby formulas, they did wonders for me. That's good. Yeah. So because I was burning so much with every loop, I was what six hundred calories. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially at the pace you were going, you were going to, like, if I'm right between thirty-five and thirty-eight minute laps, even sometimes down to thirty-two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. 32, 34, 35, 36. Yeah, like, there's a killer, killer lapse, and you're going to burn a ton of gas. 
just got to keep going up. It came in handy for every so many kilometers that I did. These really came in handy. And um, banana. And, uh, yeah. the, you know, the wife cooked me up some tofu. So, so you know, <laughs> well, having the pit stop at home because you have the kitchen at home, right? Yeah, that's right. But it was also chilly. Yeah, it was. It was good. Weather conditions as well as another thing that for those that ran and ran in the, these type of conditions that I was in, um, it was windy. So going against the wind the majority of the time and then uh, the weather and then that also taking effect on your body and having those environment, those elements really mm-hmm. take a, a toll on my body because there were some other people like, uh, I think it was Mark that won. Mark Andrews. Michael Wardian, uh, Victor Quesada. Uh, I saw... I saw some of their pictures and some of their videos and they had the nicest weather, you know, shirt on or whatever, running, you know, sweating coming down them. No. You saw some of the other side of it too. Like, uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't a contender, but uh, Josh Josh Chase, um, he was down in, in, I guess he's New Hampshire area and he was dealing with snow all morning. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad it was, it was them, not us for a change. I've, I didn't think, I, I didn't know that he raced or that he ran. He's, uh, yeah. He's, he's more of a, more of a Spartan. Like he's done, he's a very much a Spartan guy. He does a ton of different Spartans. Um, age group guy. Usually I think he's just kind of creeping his way into like the top 10 sometimes of age group. But we'll say, you know, normally 10 to 20 would be my guess for him. Okay, so I guess he'll never race with us. <laughs> well he's in, i think he's still in my age group or our age group so yeah maybe one day maybe one day we'll see if we can con him into one we yeah state's first Spartan. actually uh, no he i'm not mistaken he'll be at uh uh world championship in october good and i think this year he's just gone up into into our age bracket for the 3k and he'll be in mine for oh, yeah he'll be in ours for the 3k but he'd be one below you for the 15k because I think he just turned forty. So, if if he sees this video, buddy, I I I, I would love for you to stand beside me. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, friendly competition doesn't hurt anybody. I've been chasing you for years. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? With this race, this virtual ultra virus twelve-hour uh, race, it really helped me a lot. Oh. It, it, it was definitely, it's an experience. So from my perspective, like I said, I attack it completely differently. This was just a fun day for me to do my long run for the week. I didn't have any intention of trying to compete or, or anything like that. Um, our plan, actually, what we did was uh, my fiance and I, Riley, we got up in the morning, eight o'clock, got ready to go. And we set up our garage with all our obstacles set up. And then what we would do is we would go out and run about a kilometer, just over a kilometer, 1.12 kilometers come back in and we had a set of die with all our obstacles numbered on a board, rolled the set of dice. We did that obstacles and then we'd go back out and run around and we did that. It would take about seven loops to get the five miles. Yeah. And we were just on a pleasure cruise and we had a blast. It was actually because obviously we only went 1.1 kilometers. We were the first people back in to appear on zoom and we didn't check in or anything, but the, the zoom was focused on my garage the whole time. And Riley's doing monkey bars and all you see, <laughs> crap someone's doing monkey bars i don't think they know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't care we have fun so uh, we did that all, all i did was three laps nice and easy we had a blast it was a low you know it was 
Yeah, and you're not the only one. A lot of people were a lot different. Not you know, mine was to actually do eleven. Yeah. And top athletes were you know finish and do as many as they can, but there were other people that they were only there to do uh, just a few laps. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I had I didn't even know if I was I didn't even know if I was planning to do three. I was just like I said, I was out there to goof around and do more obstacles than anything, which I normally do anyway. So, but it, yeah. was, it was good and it was it was fun that way. Um. My my critique on the thing was obviously the issue right off the hop was the spreadsheet. Oh. Enter your times into the spreadsheet. That thing was a gong show mess. Yeah, I know. They didn't get a figure. I mean, I, I think from uh, what Karis told me is that um, she was told to email it in. Yeah. Along with the with the photo of the of your watch. Yeah. yeah. Right, and so it worked out well. The information was updated as as best as it could be. Yeah, they were really quick and efficient, which, yeah. to me, it was it was phenomenal because you got so many people coming in. How are you going to handle this information? How are you going to put it into a spreadsheet and inform them on a so-called real time and then before they board way they know where they're at. They did a great phenomenal job with it. I mean, for a first time. Yeah. And uh, that was it. I expected, I expected, especially with the Zoom thing. I thought for sure 400 people on the Zoom thing that it was just going to be a, a complete mess. And when they were like, raise your hand when you come in and we'll see. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm yeah. thinking first lap, there's going to be like 180 people coming in within five seconds of each other. And everybody put their hands up. And, and it, it didn't go that bad. It, it went better than I expected. Yeah. And you know what? And the funny thing is, this, this thing about raising your hand, mm-hmm. I was literally raising my hand. As was I. As was told I. Me, somebody told me you had to actually click the icon that said, raise your hand. Raise hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the one that actually told me, what are you doing? And you that was... On this... <laughs> that was something that was something that should have been like I thought before the night before when they had to call or for that maybe should have been addressed there. Because <laughs> Matt, Matt, uh, I, I, I came in with one lap and he was, I think it was Matt or Ryan that goes, Hey, you gotta, you gotta click the icon, buddy. <laughs> What's this raising of your hand? That doesn't work. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, Oh my God, all this time, nobody told me. No man, and from their perspective, I get where they're coming from because they had repeated it over and over. Because after I, after I decided, ah, you know, I'm good now. I'm just gonna have pizza and a beer and sit around and relax. So after I got to that point, I was just like, oh, I watched a little bit of it, and they just kept, you know, they would repeat it over and over and over and over again. So I get it why they were a little, you know, wondering why people. But people are race brain, man. They're given. They're they don't have time to sit around. Anyone who was pushing didn't have time to sit around and listen to the explanation. Exactly. Exactly. I have to get out. Yeah, and that's that. That was something that should have been taken care of on the call the night before. Was this is how you check and click the night, and and the call that was probably my biggest complaint about the event was the call before the night before to get everybody squared away. Great idea, very poorly executed. I didn't think the information was given as well as it could have been, and you know it happens for like say first time. I think Matt next time. Matt has an, a, a short attention span, so. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's a good thing that he had the rest of them there to be able to help out yeah. with the communication and so forth and so on. Yeah, so, I couldn't agree more. 
yeah. It, and like I said, that was where, where Ryan and, and JD were invaluable. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Another thing that I was wondering, where, where was Ryan Atkins in this? And so, then I realized he was all the way at the bottom. I think he only did five laps. And also he came in late from what I hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what he had done, and him and Lindsay did the same thing, I guess. Traffic? <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they're like, yeah, you know, we're signed up, but we're not super interested. So what they did, their five-mile loop was like straight up a mountain. So they ended up doing, I believe it was like 3,500 meters of elevation over the 12 hours. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, and they only did it for six hours. <laughs> they, they, did, they did like half the day. and just, So they were just goofing around and having a good time at it. So that's that. When What's that, sir? When you're climbing that type of elevation for six hours, mm -hmm. I think after six hours, I would call it a day as well. Yeah, but it's them. They probably could have done it for another six days and not broke a sweat. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the good thing is that a, a lot of these runners that were in the top 10 were running. Uh, a lot of them weren't running on road. They were running on trails. Yeah. And I think that helped a lot too. If they, When you had to properly carry like... I know you, where you are, you were, you were concrete all the way. Like, I, I don't think you could even gotten to a park. I must have changed about four different pairs of shoes and, and just, um, and the result was the same. Was, yeah. That was just killing me. But in order for also for me to stay with these top tier guys coming in 23rd, I, I, I had to run at a certain pace mm -hmm. with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have been able. That's where I'm like... I'm like, like, how in the world was I able to do that? And so I learned something new. Yeah, like I was, I was actually, uh, Trevor Psychos was one of the guys I thought would be one of the head runners. I actually thought Batris would be up there, but I thought Trevor Psychos, I thought, you know, with all the world's toughest mutter, he's a hundred mile guy over and over again. I thought he'd be up there, but then actually, I think it was Mike Stefano pointed out, he doesn't usually get warmed up till 12 hours and, you know, like <laughs> the 12 hours are the short ones for him. So I was like, yeah. Oh off on that one but he still yeah. he did very well nonetheless i mean he's a he's a great ultra runner he beat me and he was running at slower paces yeah but he won't stop that's the thing he's not going to take any exactly. exactly and so kudos to him he did an amazing job and like, everything just did amazing i think one time he did like 200 miles across scotland like just that was the races from one side of scotland to the other and boom straight up He's, he's got an engine like you wouldn't believe. He's not fast, but just—I mean, don't get me wrong. That would be—that's a great accomplishment. That's something oh, yeah. that a lot of runners would love to do. I would love to go to Europe, especially to Swiss, and run up the mountains there. There's just so many beautiful places to go and do that at. Yeah, right. That'll be great. Oh yeah. So. As far as for, and this is why, like I said, I mean, we're, we're Canada-based, we're out of Ontario. This was something that finally we could do because obviously everything's been kiboshed for a little while, mind you. I don't think we're only just coming into when races would have happened anyway, so we're, we're, we still haven't probably technically lost any yet, I think, other than um, maybe in Quebec, I think. It, no, so it was going to be May. Northman in May has been moved. I do hope so. Like, you know, knock on wood. I, I do hope that, one, that we get a vaccine and then you know yeah. this and then so that we it be, the entire world can get back to yeah. you know get back to living life um I, I do hope that the that that 
the races are not canceled for this year. I, I do hope that we still have a few races that we can all go do before the race for the year no. end. And I'm the eternal optimist. I believe that we will. I believe things will be getting going. Actually, the mo probably the most interesting one right now is Rugged Maniac in Kitchener. Has not postponed. Like, I mean, with the... And that's scheduled for the end of May. Yeah, but the order states no events. Till when? This is like that you know, the loading target, though. But I'm not sure if that's been extended to June. Mm -hmm. So for for this organization, uh, the rugged, is, rugged maniac, still to be able to, you know, one not cancel it or no postpone it. Yeah, um, yeah like if. It, chance i haven't seen anything on social media regarding them being informing the public or nope. its participants that you know we're looking into this and then we're going to decide whether we're going to have it or not there hasn't been any information put out there so i'm really wondering what's going to happen yeah like if you go to their website you if you if you go to their website you can still sign up and there's actually a countdown clock to the kitchener event so I mean, Time will tell. We'll see. But maybe we're maybe we're back to, to reality by then, and, and they end up being the you know the one that get the spoils of war for hanging on. Who knows? But you also financially, they probably already paid for that oh, site. Probably. Yeah, and rugged's big enough that they could hold on, right? They've got enough enough cash in flux that they can. They're not like a little a smaller smaller company where they need to say, hey, we can't put the bill. Rugged, you're right, is probably paid up front, and they have that same site every year. That's right. They're probably like, hey, you know, we're booked, we're good. Let's wait until they say absolutely no. So, yeah. but, they, but, you know, as a participant, as a runner, you would also want to be informed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, but I think at times like this right now, I think a lot of the people who are signed up for them, just from the people that I've talked to, they're willing to wait and hang on. They know that if they're not going, they're just going to get a, a credit for the next race or whatever the case may be, or a deferral. They're not going to get a refund. You're just going to get a deferral and move on. So I think everybody that, or not everybody, but a lot of people that have signed up for that one are just like, well, you know what, let's just hold on as long as we can. And if it doesn't go, it doesn't go just like everything else and we move on. So maybe rugged, they got a bit of a different idea than whatever the people are doing, but maybe it ends up working. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if it works out and they have it, great. But you also have to think about the safety of... of the oh, yeah. Well, what it look at? Yeah. If it's right. mandated to get shut down, they'll shut it down. That's, that's, you know. and, and with that would be a fine if you're caught. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, and I, with that organization, with that amount of people, you know, oh, that's yeah. a fine. That, that ends up being a big event every year. But I don't think that they would run it unless they had the okay from the, from the government, local governments and stuff like that. I don't think they'd ever take that chance. That's right. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's see what happens, right? I mean, keep your, keep your, yeah. Your... Hey, you just keep listening. So here's my question for you though. So what's now, since really what we got is virtual events right now is, and me personally, I've already got my, my next thing lined up. I just signed up for it today. So from Which your, one uh, I am going to do the force five uh, virtual event. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump in on that a little, uh, a little more power, a little more speed in the beginning of that. We'll see how that goes. Let me ask you, when when is that for? The 24th. They, oh, yeah, so they let out the first workout on the 24th, and then I believe you have the whole weekend to pull it off and submit it. So I think you have 24th, whenever they put it out on Friday, until Sunday at 11.59 p.m. to submit your video. Okay, so let me ask you this for people that are watching. 
what does it entail? Don't know. <laughs> they haven't announced yet. So they, that's what I mean. They haven't pre-released the workouts. All they've said is you need like a door, a broomstick, okay. chairs, and a, and, a, and a couple of towels. So they're setting it up so that everybody can do it from home. So there is, is, if you do go to Force 5 website, you can see they have a video in telling you and directions as to what you're going to need, what you can do. Uh, it seems very, very much accommodating and inclusive so that anybody can do it. The only real standard that seemed to be very high is your videoing of everything. They want everything because it's competitive, right? Yeah, that's right. And I believe there's there's some prizes of sorts. I know there's a uh, spot at OCRWC on the line and things like that. I think you might even be able to qualify for a pro status through. I, I don't know. Like they're, I just know that it's a competitive event, so they're very particular about how you video everything and get okay. video submit properly. So, one, um, my understanding is that it is a world qualifier. Yeah. So that's good. Um, do you think this is something like a CrossFit? Yeah, I think, I think it probably will be, um, I think, I don't think there'll be complex movements. Like you're not going to see muscle ups or anything like that. You, but what I think you'll see is probably something with simpler movements that are easy to judge. Yeah. And that's the thing, if you're doing any of these virtual events is, especially if you're getting into like a CrossFit style workout or any kind of circuit the exercises they put forth, you want really simple to judge. Like if you want push-ups, you want like hand release push-ups. So then, you know, chest comes to ground, hands come off the ground and that you, you know what a rep is a rep is a rep. Right. And so I think it's going to be something along that lines. You might see essentially running combined with some basic calisthenics. That, that's what I think you're going to end up with. But they said, all I know so far as they said, the one on Friday is going to be more of their sprint power one. And then later on, because there's going to be three different workouts, then later on, you're going to get into a more of a long distance. And it is treadmill option. You can do it on a treadmill. You can not. So. It sounds like fun. It does. It'll be interesting. And, you know, again, supporting a, a Canadian company in Force 5, you know, always. Yeah. That, so. Because uh, Marcia, I don't know if you know Marcia. Uh, OCR Marcia, I think her name. OCR Marcia. Yeah, so she yeah. brought it to my attention when it first came out. And so, you know, I thought, okay, let me see how this all virtual ultra virus goes and we'll see if I do that. But I know that, uh, like you said, it's on the 24th of May. So I may, may not do it. We'll see. But you uh, might not be recovered quite yet. <laughs> well, yeah. First of all, I, I need to concentrate on recovery and then getting yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, um, any other races you'll be doing? So that's, that's, that's my next thing on the list. I mean, I have, I'm optimistic about different ones that are coming up, but that's the one I might dive into the, uh, into the savage anywhere one, if, if nothing else pops up. Um, it sounds interesting. It sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's got some funny workouts too. Like Ryan Wood submitted one of the workouts and I don't, I, I don't know the details of it, but I'm pretty sure there was some wine involved in it. Oh. But I, and the cool, yeah, the cool thing about the Savage one is it actually counts towards your Savage Syndicate medal. So, have you ever raced Savage before? Yes, I have. So you know, so you know they, get, uh, yeah, they are great race. They're one of my favorites too. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, me and the wife. Uh, what is it? Uh, I think the last time we raced was uh, we were in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia and Ohio are both not too bad at commutes for us. Oh man, they were just great. I love them. Yeah, 
I was that was one of the ones I was hoping to go to to, to Pennsylvania or whatever the yeah. this year, and I was I was I was gunning gunning for maybe an age group uh, title on that one down there on that one. I was going to really, but yeah, just on the blitz. I was just going to do the blitz one because that's yeah yeah yeah. But yeah. It, that one might still happen in August, and now they've moved the one that was in June. They moved it to August as well, so both Pennsylvania and Ohio will both be in August. And yeah. So. We'll see what happens down there, but might jump on the Savage anywhere thing. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's great to see all these virtual races uh, come about for for the OCR community and for everybody, which is great. I think I'm gonna be picky and yeah. see which ones I'm gonna do and which ones probably interest me because I need to, you know, um, think about you know long-term goal from now to when the season starts if the season if there's a season you know this you know picking which ones are gonna there's gonna be <laughs> which ones are gonna benefit me and help me to the goals that i have and and that's why i made the choice with the ultra virus race to just have a good time because it didn't quite fit in with my training plan to to throw in a 12 hour of just running for me at that time and to push like that it, yeah. didn't, it didn't fit on my plan i didn't want to screw with it i mean so I, I, that's why I did, we did it the way we did. Yeah, no, yeah, but so um, the the Force Five One does sound interesting, and it's something that uh, is going to be in the back of my head and doing. But what really I, I am really really excited, apart from the Spartan races that hopefully they do are up and running, um, is one the Blue Mountain Spartan race that we got coming up in October. Which yeah. is I really, really am. Uh, I'm happy about because I wanna, I wanna do all three, but yeah. the third one, the beast, I'm not gonna do the beast. I'm thinking of actually doing the ultra. All right. So here, here, here's what I think we should do. All right, one. So let's. I'm gonna cut you off there, and let's save that for next week. And then next, what we'll do is we'll go through a remaining. A B races kind of thing. What are what what our primary goals are and what we're gonna for our next for next week. So why don't we wrap that up and call it a day? And uh, thanks everybody for watching and uh, back next week. Talk to you soon.